You're listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. Just like, dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like, you pull in and you just get spit. Just paddling out in the big surf, total commitment. Can't just call time out, stroll on into the beach if you don't like the way things are going. Occupation? Surfer. It turns out that there are still a few places right here on Earth that we haven't fully explored yet. Is that a job, surfer? Not really. And then after that, you just drop in, ride the barrel, and get pitted. So pitted like that. Hey, hey, hey! You are listening to the Get Out Surf Podcast. It's Joe Walsh coming to you from Tamarindo, Costa Rica. Sitting here at the Volcano Brewing Company Brewery upstairs in the recording studio with the gang. I got Nikki Hearn. How's it going, Nikki? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Got PMAC. Patrick. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. All right, all right. Just saw you a few minutes ago. Why are you asking me how I'm doing? I don't know. I could ever tell with you. That's right. <laughs> a moment's notice, the throat can get cut. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's why you're sitting way over there. But you're on a comfy couch. If you need to take a nap, you can just put the I feet might. up. I know. I might. I know. I'm it's getting a little grumpy. It's nap time. <laughs> we have a very special guest on today's show. My good friend, Adrian Fernandez. Adrian, bienvenidos al programa Get Out and Surf. Hey, hey, how are you, Joe? I'm doing good, man. Not only are you my good friend, you're also my attorney. And not just any attorney. Because, you know, you've got attorneys for when you need to, like, I don't know, get a your, something dealt with your car or, you know, like a letter for, like, the water office or something. There's, there's lawyer offices all over. But when you really, really need a good attorney in this country, you better have one in your mind. And you have been for a long time. Yeah. Gone through a lot, haven't we? Or 20, I believe. Huh? Just almost almost 20. Almost 20 years. 19 years. Wow. And now I've called this guy. You were there when I got married. You married me. You, uh, True. I called you when uh, I thought I was getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think you're getting arrested? You're like, Well, when the cops are getting ready to put you in the paddy wagon. Mm. And you're like, hold on. I'm going to call my lawyer and see if I can't straighten this out. And... Uh, Sure enough, we straightened that one out. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's and all that was out. because the boat captains at Coco didn't like you operating. You, we don't have to talk about all the different <laughs> but, reasons. <laughs> but, you know, people are going to want to, what was that all about? We okay, want to make well, sure that it wasn't, well, we're like, gonna, we're you weren't a, a murderer. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't arrested for drugs. You weren't arrested for indecent exposure. It was because the boat captains at Coco didn't want you to run a boat. Oh, that's true. That's true. I've definitely, um, not because I broke any serious laws, but uh, probably actually less serious. Early on, I didn't know all the laws of this country. And uh, thankfully, I, uh, I found a great attorney. Um, th- in that case, to answer that question, I did not have my residency in Costa Rica. So I was I- it was illegal for me to be working, illegal for me to be captaining a boat. And, uh, and I'd been doing so for some while. So I was breaking the law, and uh, we did straighten that out. That was many, many moons ago. But long story short, it can happen to anyone. You can be in this country, and uh, if you don't understand the legal structure, things can happen. So we thought in this week's episode we would get Adrian Fernandez, the uh, very, very expert attorney here in Costa Rica, to answer some of these legal questions that lots of people have, everything from moving to Costa Rica or even just spending a serious amount of time here, like a whatever, a gap year or a couple years or maybe retiring here, to actually having a business here or just working for a business here or even some of the things that might go wrong and if you're in an unfortunate situation we're going to answer all those questions so i'm just going to dig in right now and get started first off let's just say i'm listening to this podcast 
I'm living somewhere in Canada, the U.S., or Europe, somewhere else outside of Costa Rica. I've always been daydreaming about coming here. I don't know anything about it. Can I just show up in Costa Rica and just start living here? Like, what do I have to do? What's the What's the first step? What would you suggest? Okay. Um, mostly um, European, American, and Canadian uh, travelers don't need a visa to come to Costa Rica. So that's, uh, that's always a plus. You can just... Uh, book your ticket online get here and how long can you stay you can stay for 90 days without any problems uh, as a tourist and then if you decide to stay longer uh, it will be advisable to just renew your uh, tourist visa which is basically leaving the country for 72 hours according to the law normally it's uh, not enforced the 72 hours are not enforced so therefore you can probably exit the country and come back the next day and You'll be fine and for an odd uh, round of 90 days. Another 90 days. So basically <laughs> three Yeah, because yeah, we used to do that a lot. Um, we'd be here for like 90 days and then you'd go across to Nicaragua or to Panama and you'd take like three days off and then come back. But at that point, I didn't realize it wasn't... It was obviously Costa Rica. You had to wait 72 hours to be out of the country. And then when you suddenly found out you could go and then kind of come back the, the same day. The same it was day. Like, yeah, it was kind of crazy because we're so close to the border and you could just get up there and you'd be back by like midday. Yeah, and I know that when you come into the country, you have to show like an exit ticket. You have to show your outbound ticket. Uh, and if you're coming here and you don't have an exit ticket, you can buy like a bus ticket, right? You could get a bus ticket uh, online that shows you bu taking a bus to whatever, Managua or Panama City or somewhere outside of the country. And you show that when you arrive to customs and then they'll let you in the country. Is that correct? Correct. And some, some other people just... Uh, purchase the uh, online the ticket just show it and then cancel it immediately and that that sh shouldn't be any problems doing but, that but the days of literally giving your passport to some friend of a friend at the airport and picking it up an hour later with the passport stamp and paying 50 bucks those days are gone i've gone for good they're gone for good <laughs> okay yeah pass <laughs> passports are now i guess they're tracked right so yes. yeah so those days no, are gone immigration has uh, updated systems and therefore you know that's not allowed anymore yeah Good. and you could actually if you overextended your 90 days it's not like they're going to come find you but if they did you could be kicked out indefinitely correct uh, it's it's not it's not uh useful usual that to happen but it could be a possibility correct okay so definitely stick with that three month 90 day window on your tourist visa and if you think you're going to be here or if you're going to be here for you want to be here indefinitely. That's maybe not the best long-term solution. So, what's the next step? How do you get your? How do you, how do you stay longer? You you can always apply for residency, and uh, you you'll be need, you'll be needing. Uh, well, there's a uh, a few um, status that you could uh, apply uh, for residency, starting um, pensionado, um, which is like a retiree that perceives a rent a monthly income of a minimum of $1,000 uh, per month. And then um, you have the rentista, which is uh, a same, but it's like a, it perceives uh, an income of $2,500 a month. You have uh, family ties. If you have a child here. If you have a ch child here, or you, you decide to marry a, a Costa Rican girl or, right. or boy. <laughs> um, and there's a few other. Inve uh, there's an investor's. Investor's uh, residency. Correct. You have to invest uh, two hundred thousand dollars in um, real estate or in a uh, business or something. Or yes, correct. Or uh, you have to show uh, or demonstrate your investment through 
Uh, there's a lumber projects too for hundred thousand dollars. What kind of projects? Lumber. Lumber. Yeah. Meaning, lumber. Like Trees. Well, there's a special like lumber residency program yes that's uh, forest forestry ah like if you're going to invest in planting trees for yes, example correct oh cool so oh. you have like a teak plantation and you obviously uh grow your teak plantation and you cops it i guess like cut it down and then i never knew that no neither did i okay so just starting from the top if you're like a retiree and you've got like a whatever a social security check that you get every month from the government or whatever country you're from maybe you have like a uh, a pension of some sort you just have to show that you have to prove that you're getting you're getting a certain amount of money a month either over a thousand dollars a month or maybe if you're not a retiring a retiree age twenty five hundred dollars a month twenty five hundred and with that information <laughs> along with i'm sure some other legal documentation like your normally your your back your police backgrounds uh in good standing and your birth certificate got it okay so if you've been uh incarcerated or have any felonies if you have any sort of like dodgy like uh, police record, then you probably won't get your residency here. Is that correct? Not even. You know, uh, Joe, we are uh, a very open uh, country of laws, and therefore, only really serious crimes. Okay. Like even you know, um, misdemeanors and some some petty things will go by. So, like, the fact that I went streaking at the Holiday Bowl back in college, that, that didn't matter. I still got my residency. Exactly. Okay. You get arrested. <laughs> no, but that well, was... there you go. It doesn't matter either way. <laughs> you just told everyone that you... Even if you were arrested in the U.S., for, ex for example, it doesn't matter. Only if you have, like a, like, a criminal background, you were condemned at some point, and only if it's a serious crime. Okay. Well, so, um, when you submit your fingerprints to the Forza Publica down here... Do they check that through a national database in the United States where you come from? Not really. That's for local purposes only. So the only way that they would know that is if you told them. If you were convicted of a felony in the United States, say, aggravated assault or, or a drug charge. No, you, you don't you have to get your police record from, like, the local sheriff's office? If you want to become a resident. Correct. Right? Yeah. If you become a resident, so you have to get that local. Normally, they ask for the FBI check. Yeah, before they didn't. They they only asked for local, local check. Local, yes, before. correct. Okay. Okay. So that's important. You need to get an FBI record check, a fingerprint check in the United States before you can apply for residency in yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. Correct. And I'm just gonna just throw this out there right now. At the end of the episode, we're gonna give you all of Adrian's contact information because a lot of this, I'm sure, gets complicated. They can ask you directly by email or by phone and get really up to like all of the details for your particular situation. Fact of the matter is, it seems like there's multiple waves. You could retire here, and as long as you prove your retirement income, you can get residency. You could have a child, or you could marry a Costa Rican. That's another way to get residency. You could invest. Like if you bought a condo, $200,000 condo, then you could get residency here. Correct. Or if you invested in a business here, whether it was a tea plantation or a tourist business or even non-tourist. I'm sure like manufacturing, agriculture, like as long as you're investing in the country at a certain level, depending on what it is, you can get your residency. And with that residency, you don't have to leave the country every 90 days. And you have almost every right as if you were a Costa Rican citizen. Uh, my understanding is the only thing you can't do is really vote. Is Correct. Not political rights, but the rest of the of the, um, of the, ri of the uh, citizens' rights you, you, you will obtain by getting cleared. And after, after you become a permanent residency uh, five years after, 
you'll be granted to record, register, I mean, and, and bear uh, firearms. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So the, the other thing is, is uh, working. Only certain individuals that have residency are allowed to work. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, certain residencies are restricted uh, for working. And of course, like if you have family ties here, uh, you won't be, you won't have any, any, any limitations whatsoever. After you become a permanent residency, there's no, no, no such limitations. But it sounds like I know that uh, my kids, the school they go to, some families that move down for a couple of years and they get a certain type of residency that allows them to stay. That's they, temporary, correct. Okay, okay. And in that situation, you would not be able to work. Not be able to work. Okay. Yeah. And a pensionado is not really legally able to work unless they're working through a corporation that they own. Is that correct? Correct. They, they, even when they're pensionados and they're retirees, they are able to own their own um and develop their own businesses here and without any restrictions. Okay. All right. So you brought up corporations. Uh, it seems to me like in this country, every business transaction is between corporate entities and not really between individuals. Is that is that a fair assumption or assessment? It's customarily for, for most of the people that do business to own a corporation or incorporate and is desirable uh, for uh, convenience matters if they're not here year-round um, legal uh, protections legal I'm sure. protections asset protections correct okay so avoid liabilities okay so could you perhaps let's say you just move down here and you want to get to work right away but you have to apply for your residency that's a process that can take what a year two years uh, normally with between uh, a year and two years correct. okay so is it true that as soon as you apply for your residency, you're in tramite, which would mean that you can then go and work for a business or start your own business legally? You can start your own business from the day one yeah, as a tourist. That's no, there's no restrictions whatsoever to own or run a business here in Costa Rica. If the business is owned by by a, yourself. So you, wait a minute. So you can own a business, but you can't physically be working in that business. Is that correct? No, you can run your own business because there's. The, the thing is that you cannot work for just uh, um, somebody else as as a tourist because you're displacing uh, the Rican local workforce. Job. Exactly. Okay, but you could start your own company and you could oversee the operations of that company. Or Correct. You, could you start a company like a restaurant and then be your own bartender? Yes, you may. Without having residency? Without having residency. If it's your own business, you could, you could do it. Oh, wow. I thought... What if you're a, um, a consultant from the United States and you've been brought down here by a corporate entity to help them with consulting their business? Is that legal or illegal under Costa Rica law? Because you're working for a business, but you're a consultant that was brought in specifically from another country. Some companies, what they do is they, they get... Um, certified or uh, by immigration department so they're allowed to uh, to bring in uh, foreign uh, labor force like you, the one that you you mentioned this m mostly for uh, uh, tourist uh, corporations or 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 those that are located on under free zone okay it seems to be like the biggest sort of deciding factor is if you don't own your own business you can, and you don't have residency 
you can't take a job that away from a Costa Rican citizen or anyone else that has a, or a Costa Rican resident. Is Correct. That, okay. And uh, but it seems like there are again, like uh, getting your residency, there are different options and opportunities if you did come here without your residency to work. Still. Correct. If you there, uh, there's other types of residency. Like if you if you belong to a church, you will be able to get a. Uh, your residency, if you're a minister, uh, if you, if you're a champ, sports champ, uh, yeah. you have like your own uh, background of uh, being uh, a sports professional. You could do that too. Okay. Uh, apply for residency. Uh, also, like if you're very specialized uh, uh, professional, mm -hmm. you could al also apply for residency. On there. Wow. Well, so, like, if you're a hitman for the mafia, would that be a professional thing that you could get uh, an exemption and work in the country? <laughs> I don't no think you. I don't think you'd that. want. You know, I mean, <laughs> to apply for that. Yeah, you'd you'd, you'd want to come in as Joe the Plumber. So whether it's le whether it's legal or not legal, I think probably a good rule of thumb is like don't come down here and take a job away from a Costa Rican, someone that lives here, because it's just bad. It's bad karma. It's yeah. Not pura vida. Yeah, seriously, don't come down here and try think you're going to be a surf instructor or a surf guide or uh, work in a restaurant or be a bartender or work in a tour office or in a hotel or hospitality business especially because the tourism drives these tourist towns and you're taking away an opportunity from someone that grew up here or someone who's lived here a long time and jumped through all the hoops to become a resident here which is not easy and uh you know if you come down with your own business or perhaps probably easier the way the internet is these days people seem to move down here and they've got their job back wherever they're from anyways a lot of people have moved here they're getting paid really well for what, doing whatever they do for their company in whatever country they came from and uh, uh, that's probably like the easiest. And that seems to be the most common. It didn't used to be. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it was a different landscape. Now it seems like the internet has made everything truly global and, uh, and given a lot more people the opportunity to even consider something like moving to Costa Rica for a couple years, and, which is a great thing. And we definitely suggest it. It's great down here. But you want to make sure you play by the rules. Okay, so someone's like thinking right now, I'd like to move to Costa Rica. Uh, something that they always seem to ask after that is, how easy is it to bring my car? Like people think about transportation. Uh, is that advisable? I mean, I know I've done it before, but I, I also know I've bought vehicles here. Like what, what do you say to someone that asks, should I bring my car? It, it mainly depends on which car, you know, like it's, it's easy to get a, a, a um, customs broker to provide a quote for duties you can drive it uh, if you if you're driving the car you can bring it in and and keep it under your passport uh, so with a tourist permits for uh, permit for 90 days for three months for three months and then can't you renew that once you can renew it once and then you have to decide whether to keep it recorded here uh, pay the duties uh, or uh, ship it for good because you won't be able to keep it more Okay, so if you were coming down for six months uh, and you really had to have your vehicle, you could bring it down here. But after six months, you'd have to take it out of the country. Correct. Or pay the import taxes to keep it here. Correct. Okay. And um, and the import taxes are not cheap. No, they're, they're very high. Yeah, so for, from my understanding, because I just shipped my 2007 Tundra, and they just changed the law just recently mm -hmm. where they limited vehicles that you import into Costa Rica to being 11 years old. Correct. So the end of 2018, I shipped my 11-year-old truck. It was 11 years at the time, and got it here at the end of the end of the year. 
And I think I actually did okay because it really had low miles. It, it, it has low miles and it is in good condition and has been only on highways in the U.S. versus like really bad roads in Guanacaste. Um, so, but because it was 11 years old, the import taxes weren't so incredibly high. After the shipping and import, I mean, God, I mean, I think I paid over 10 grand, uh, but that's considered a good deal here. You know, um, it seems like that truck would that truck was worth twenty thousand dollars in the U.S. and here in Costa Rica, they basically they take the vehicle, they look up like the Kelly Blue Book, or they have their own version of evaluating the value of a vehicle. And if it's over five years old, they add like something like a seventy nine percent import tax. Correct. So that could really add up. The older the vehicle, the less percentage of import taxes it pays in relation to the new when the when the vehicle was new but uh still it's a lot of money so probably the only time where it would make sense is if you had a vehicle that was low mileage really like people valued it like maybe an older toyota land cruiser that was in really good condition but the blue book only showed it being worth like a low amount but the reality is you'd buy a land cruiser in the states for seven thousand and here in costa rica it's going to cost like 15 Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the it's one of the hardest things about uh, living here is dealing with your car and the expenses of it. And so if you do choose, I think if you do have a vehicle um, in the US and it's really reliable and you've had it since maybe brand new and you've really looked after it and it's low mileage. You know the history of it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you really feel you want to bring that down here, it's. I think it is advisable to do that if you can afford to because then to try and find that same standard of vehicle, you're going to pay a lot more money. Yeah, but you got to be careful too because Costa Rica is really good at having parts for a lot of the like Japanese and Korean vehicles, but not necessarily all of the American vehicles, right? Like Dodge and... Even well, there's more Fords I think than, Fords. than Dodge, but I, I you know the uh, that Ford Econoline, the ambulance that uh, we were fixing up there. Like all of a sudden, I found I couldn't find parts for it here, and I had to ship them from the U.S. But if you get like a Kia or a Hyundai, then you get, or even like Toyota, those parts are everywhere. So Correct. it's not just the value of the vehicle, the taxes you pay. It's the fact that here in Costa Rica, maintaining it, um, you know, especially on dirt roads with potholes, you're going to go through suspension parts. You're going to need your normal wear and tear parts, and uh, and these mechanics don't always know how to work on, on vehicles they don't they don't see all the time. At least here in the Guanacaste, I know San Jose, it's a different story. But uh, so is that yeah. a high importation tax? Is that to stop people bringing vehicles in and then reselling them in the country for higher price? Or I think it's for limiting how many vehicles are. They're trying to limit how many vehicles are on the road. Period. There's oh. so many vehicles in this country. Is that is that true? No, it, it actually you you might think that we're protecting by having such high import. Uh, protecting a, a local car industry, which is not the case. It's just that this is a source of, uh, of taxes and our government need, needs the taxes. But, uh, yeah, depending on the, on the brand and depending on, on the market, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, advisable to bring a car or, or not. Maybe big American cars are not, are not very uh, desirable in this country if you, if you were planning on bringing it and sell, trying to resell it afterwards. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't bring your vehicle. It's kind of a pain in the ass too. You know, like you need to get a customs broker. You need to deal with a bunch of stuff when that vehicle shows up. If you haven't gone through shipping, shipping here can be confusing. You got to go to either Caldera or Limon or San Jose. And if you don't get a good broker, you, they could run you through the ringer. I mean, I've heard horror stories. And remember, if you're bringing in a car from England, forget about it because we're driving on the other side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, what happens now that we're talking about cars? What happens if you have a traffic accident while you're down here? You rent a car from the local car rental agency. You're driving down the road and you have an accident where you cause damage to another vehicle. What is necessary by law for you to do when you have that happen? Well, it's always advisable to take uh, um, all the insurance available. And normally the, 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 the car rentals here will ask you to, to call the, the insurance agent as, uh, before they even, even you call them. So that's, that's normally the, 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 the way to go. Just make a couple of call, calls and... But, you're, but legally you're not, you're not supposed to even move your vehicle from where the accident Correct. happens, right? You, you, you should not move your vehicle, just leave it there in the, on the road and uh, wait for the insurance agent to appear and um, and also the traffic police normally shows up and provides their own ticket. So literally where I have the accident, if it is right in the middle of the road, I don't move my car. I don't move it to the side of the road. It stays right where it is. Right where it is. Okay. Because I think, I'm, I mean, I've, no, I've, I've seen a few uh, accidents and I think that's a thing that people don't understand. As soon as you move that vehicle, then you know, you're tampering with it with a scene. There's uh, now online a form to settle uh, uh, minor accidents on the road, and that would that will allow you to move it immediately. But the other the other party or the counterparty that you crashed into <laughs> will have to agree to that settlement. Yeah. So, like in the states, if you have a car accident, you basically exchange your insurance information, your contact info, maybe you take a picture of their license or something, and then you go. But on if you can drive your vehicle, you just take off, and then you deal with it later. Here, you have to wait until the cops show up, till the insurance shows up. It's a little bit more of like, you know, we're going to deal with this now. Correct. Unless using this uh, um, very new uh, procedure that will allow you to settle right on the spot. There's we'll fi- we'll there's find a, out. There's a form that is online and you can download it and just okay, sign we'll it. And we'll find that. We'll put that in the, um, in the show notes at the end. I okay. have uh, some experience with this. I was uh, on a very crowded highway going to San Jose and I rear-ended somebody with, <laughs> with my truck. In the middle of the road during rush hour traffic and I literally had to stay there while all the other cars were trying to go around us you call your insurance company first they come to the scene and then the uh, transit police will come if they have time and uh, you you stay there and it literally took me Two hours of standing in the middle of a very crowded highway. With everybody like driving by, flipping you off? Flipping me off and peeping the horn and yelling, gringo, go home. <laughs> <laughs> but but then it's not over. Even after you leave the scene, it, it took months, even going through my insurance company to get that straightened out. It just never went away. Really? Yeah, and that is why we know Adrian, and that's why we utilize him because he helps walk you through those things yeah yeah and at the surf yeah. camp how many vehicles do we have just vehicles uh we have uh four vans two boats uh we have actually we have five vehicles and two boats that's what we have and you know there's always somebody getting dinged yeah there's always something happening with the boat you know yeah. insurance is great but it's not like the u.s yeah. you need a lawyer for that yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Okay. So, 
Um, Nikki, you have something to add? No, I was just going to move on to sort of like if you are, again, we're talking about if any problems arise when you're either here as a resident or if you're down here, you know, on, on vacation and you happen to find yourself in a situation where you are arrested. Ooh. Yeah. You know, whether it be a misdemeanor or whatever it is, I, call, I would... You call Adrian. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, I wouldn't know what my rights are. So I'm, I'm literally say there's a bar fight and I'm not involved, but I'm there. So I'm a, thereby um, just as, how do you put it? Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, that type of thing. Time, so there I am, I've got, I'm being handcuffed and I'm in the back of a car and I'm being taken to the police station. What are my rights as a tourist and also as a, you know, what is the procedure? What would I go for? As a tourist, as a resident, as someone here in Costa Rica, like what happens if you find yourself arrested? Normally, they will release you within the hours, the few hours, if nobody uh, submits a claim uh, against you uh, for damages, for, for uh, personal damages. Uh, if it's minor, if mm-hmm. it's a misdemeanor, like you say, if it's something, uh, you know, worse, it will take. Uh, probably one good day in jail and um, th- but the, the government will appoint you a, a, an attorney if you don't have the means to hire a private uh, attorney and uh, if you're a, a foreigner most probably you will not be allowed to leave uh, the city will take your passport okay so you won't be able to leave the country correct while this uh, is uh, while the proceeding lasts correct and um, is it like you pay a bail in order to get let out of the jail, or is that is that system in place here? Yes, it is possible, but it depends. It, every every case is different, and every like Fredon is different. So you know, like it's very casuistic. Yes. All right. So what's that like in that jail? In that Costa Rican jail is it pretty nice? <laughs> it's a five-star jail. I, I think it depends where you, where you are in the country. <laughs> I haven't seen the inside of a jail here. I hope I never do. Uh, but the one in Liberia looks like it looks like an old fortress. It's right there in the middle of the city, and I mean, it looks like it just doesn't really look like a place you want to be. I don't think any jail is a place you want to be, like ever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If you go into a jail like that, you have to be very flexible. You have to be able to bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> 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 All right, so you want to definitely stay out of uh, stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, but no, I was just uh, intrigued. That was all. Yeah, for sure. No, but in general, you know, it's it's not so easy to get into trouble here. It's uh, very easy going, as you know. And <laughs> I love it. It yeah. just seems to be like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's all good. But yeah, it, it's I definitely there is a police presence, and there are definitely rules. And, uh, you know, there is a legality system down here, but it's definitely a little bit more uh, free than what I know, have known growing up in uh, in England. Yeah, and, maybe a little more a little more liberal, yeah. but at the same time... Yeah, I think that's a better like, way of describing don't, it. Don't, don't be dumb, because you can definitely get in trouble here, make some stupid decisions, and you can end up... Yeah, don't be dumb and dis- or disrespectful. Yeah, okay. Those are good rules to live by there. And the police here is not repressive police. It's, it's like more a civilistic police than... Yeah, I would say, I would agree with that. Than the rest of Latin American countries. Yeah, and I mean, you see like all these, like, uh, either it's like the local Fuerza Pública or the Coast Guard that are finding these, like, boats that are bringing tons of cocaine from, like, whatever, Colombia, and they're coming up through Costa Rica on this route through Central America to the U.S. There's a presence definitely looking for narco-traffickers, right? 
uh, and they and those same police have a lot of experience with tourists doing some dumb tourist stuff in tourist towns. It's a little more flexible here than perhaps going to somewhere like Panama, where there it's like a no tolerance anywhere in that country. Like if you're in Panama and you've got like just like half a joint, and they find it in your car, you're going to jail. You're getting arrested. Whereas here in Costa Rica, I believe it's legal to have marijuana uh, at your home. For your own consumption. For personal consumption, correct? Correct. So and well, for the public, I might just split the, the bag with you, too. I, I've actually heard stories of that happening, Pat. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> okay, so a couple other questions people probably have. Uh, maybe they don't want to live down here full-time, but they definitely want to come down here, and maybe they're looking to buy a piece of land um, and build a house, you know, or, uh, you know, build a, a building for a business or something. Do you have to have your residency to do that? No, we don't have any limitations whatsoever to own uh, real estate here in the country. So you can be a foreigner and you can own real estate in Costa Rica? Correct. Only concession land, which is the beachfront land, is uh, has some restrictions regarding uh, your uh, nationality. Okay. And in order to purchase property in this country, do you need to give the same background checks and fingerprints and things like you were to get your residency? or is Not it at all. Okay, so you could literally show up find a property you want get a good lawyer and you could purchase that property if you had the money in the bank here for example you could purchase it the next day and then fly out correct in under your own personal name and no limitations whatsoever you can apply for building permits build your house your dream home do as you please yeah. or resell it and just leave the country and take the money out there's no restrictions regarding the traffic of capitals, as long as you uh, uh, look or you follow the, rec the banking requirements, um, that will be all. Okay, so you could, but there are capital gains taxes here in Costa Rica. There's a new tax, a capital gains tax, uh, uh, per properties purchased and res resold after f uh, July 1st, 2019, are subject to a uh, two and a quarter percent. Um, I mean, are subject to a 15% tax or the difference from the purchase price and the resale price. So let's say that I bought a property for $100,000 five years ago and then I sell it today for $200,000. I'm going to have to pay $15,000 in capital gains taxes. On in that. that case, since you purchased the property before July 1st, 2019, you only have to pay two and a quarter percent. Okay, so that means any property that was purchased before July 1st? Correct. Of this year. Of this year. And, and if you were to sell it at any point uh, in the future, you only have to pay two and a quarter percent. Correct. But if you bought something after July 1st, 2019, and then went to sell it, you'd be subject to a 15%. Or the gain. difference, or the gap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What if you took a loss on that property? How does that work? Still, you have to pay the 15% or the difference. No. Um, no. Yes. Wait, so wait, if I bought a property for... If I bought a property today for a hundred grand, and then all of a sudden I realized there was something wrong with it, and I could only and I wanted to get rid of it, and I could only sell it for fifty grand. I'd have to pay fifteen percent capital gains on the fifty. Normally, grand I lost. The, normally, normally pre, uh, property don't depreciate. Real estate always it, you have own earned value for the for it. So they don't care if you took a loss. So the property's still 
you paid a hundred thousand for it, they're valuing it at that at least that. But if you sell it for fifty grand and you took a fifty grand loss, you have to pay fifteen percent capital No, gain. in that case, you will have to substantiate uh, that you didn't that you didn't pay the tax because you actually sold it for less. Okay, so then you. So that is something you can do. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Makes okay. me feel better. <laughs> You buy a property so and there's like a bunch of bodies buried. There's like an old graveyard on your property. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shoot! Okay. You bought a swamp by yeah. mistake. Yeah, oops. There's <laughs> floods like every year for six months. So taking that um, capital gains tax in consideration, I I bought a piece of I bought a, a, a lot, and then I applied uh, for a credit with the bank to build upon that lot. I bought the lot before July first, but my building is actually started after July first. Would that where would that put me? Would that then I suppose when I sell that house with the plot as a whole, I suppose then I am eligible for that fifteen percent capital gains tax. No, no, the improvements that you made after will not matter. It it will only matter the date in which you purchase the title. Okay. Therefore, if you sell that, you will only pay two and a quarter percent, or the whole value of resale. Okay. Whoa. I love this country. You know what, though? It seems like that the laws are getting more and more in line with the sort oh. of law, legal structure you'd have in the U.S., for example. I almost forgot to tell you that if, if, if that property is your own house, it's exempt of that payment. Oh, so if you don't have to pay. So if you're selling your own home, then the capital gains tax is, is not applicable. Correct. It does not apply. All sorts of useful information you've got, Adrian. Super glad to have you. I didn't know that. Wow, I wonder how many people have spent however much money not knowing these little legal... That's, that's good for a, a wife to know after she divorces you and takes the property, huh? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, all right, so, I mean, I feel like we could go on and ask all kinds of different scenarios, and it, it seems like your background is pretty varied. Like, do you have an area of law that you say, this is my focus, this is what I'm, I'm the best at? I would say um, real estate and corporate law. Okay. So if people have questions, well, I mean, but okay. But you also, you can legally marry people. I'd like you married me and I've seen you marry lots of people at the surf camp. Sure. And uh, I guess I have too, now that I'm a minister for the uh, Universal Life Church. And could you get actually, could you get residency in this country if you were a minister you said that yes right? it's possible all right and so i got my ministry so will they re recognize the universal ministry of life we'll have to see it's uh there's a uh, a minister here that uh you have to record your own church there and if it's recorded and it's cleared you are able to get your residency through that means i i have a church it's the church of the made-up religion look the universal life church org you can get your you can become a legal minister you're legally able to marry people in the united states but is it a recognized abroad. religion is it a recognized yeah, they got a website i have a little placard <laughs> i got a parking placard See, i've got i've got the same thing i've got the same thing i'm a universal minister too so could you actually take that and get your residency so with that yes if it's recorded <laughs> here it's possible <laughs> so i'm the only one that can't marry anyone oh uh, well you know what that's probably not end of the world for you. I think you got to have I think you got to show you have a church and you do services. I do. I do services. <laughs> I, I I go out and, and I talk to the dogs on the beach in the morning. They listen to me, especially if I have treats. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian, 
Um, yeah, okay, so, I mean, obviously, you Come on, you guys are too damn serious. Is that what you're... <laughs> Come on. All right, so um, if people have more uh, questions... Okay, well, wait, hold on. So, okay, you're saying that you specialize in real estate and in corporate law, but I also know that we've used you in a lot of other areas as far as, like, transfers of assets, legal disputes... Uh, dealing with there's so many different government agencies in this country and it's not always so clear it's not like in the maybe in the US where all of those uh, regulations all the policies to get whatever permit you need are, are are black and white I mean they do have lists but first off obviously it's only in Spanish second off it's like some of these things are hard to interpret so um, you you've, you've gotten involved in such a wide variety of different legal matters I would imagine that you'd be quite helpful for people in a lot of different areas of uh, a lot of different types of legal questions and areas of the law. So, um, so don't sell yourself short. You're very qualified. And, uh, and if people want to ask you more questions or perhaps uh, get your help with a legal matter, what's the best way to get in touch with you? You can um, just send me a text at, at my phone. It's 506-8386-1698. Okay. Country code 506-8386-1698. That's right. I think that's the only number that I've memorized. And I think <laughs> it's probably important that it would be my lawyer's number. I don't even know my wife's cell phone number. You just push the Oh, button. that is... No, I don't know your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. The, the most important thing is, is that she knows what your number is. Yeah, exactly. And now, you know what your lawyer's number is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about email? You got an email? Is I, should I share that? Yeah. You can write me uh, without any obligation to legaladvicecr at gmail.com. Okay. Legaladvicecr at gmail.com. Um, cool. All right. And you know what, Adrian? You've really, uh, you've really helped us out in many ways over the years. And like I said, you're more than uh, a wonderful lawyer. You're a good friend, a great friend. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, you man. Too. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, let's talk about your let's, let's let's talk about your model son that's over in Turkey right now. He can't come back to visit for the holidays because he's gonna like be on the catwalk in uh, Europe. Is that the deal? Yes, he's waiting for for all the castings for and, the end of the year in Turkey. Okay, so Adrian's son, Adrian Jr., is on giant billboards in uh, where like all, all over the country. He lives now in uh, this for this year. He has lived in Istanbul. In Istanbul. All right, so you go to Istanbul, you're going to see Adrian Jr. just everywhere. Good-looking young man, making a career out of it, he out is, of modeling. Yeah, he's lucky he got he he looked he got he got the looks of of, of his mom. <laughs> 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 oh come on! I mean, you know what? Not everybody can pull off the mustache the way you can, Adrian. <laughs> 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 yeah, your wife doesn't look good in a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Well, do we have any other questions for? Uh, I mean, are you are you billing me for this? I, we didn't actually talk about of that. Of course he <laughs> is. Of course he is, man. All right. So, um, did you answer uh, Nikki's question about do you have rights though? Like, what are your rights if you were to get arrested? Like, are you allowed a phone call? Like, are you allowed to call your lawyer? In the states, you're allowed one phone call. You are. You have. This is a country of of, of laws, and there you you. You have access to a public defendant or a private defendant. Uh, you 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 have you can make calls, contact your your relatives, locally or abroad. Um, okay. It's not it's not it's not re not a repressive country for that. 
Yeah, no, I'm just 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 curious. I don't know. I just I feel like do they have to read you your rights? Like the the Miranda Act. Correct. They have to tell you rights, and they have to (coughs) present you uh, within 24 hours to the uh, prosecutor's office. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. That can be a rough 24 hours, though, if you go in the, the jail in Liberia. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, pff, hope that doesn't ever happen. I'm going mean, to have to write this down because are we going out tonight? No, just listen to the podcast. Just listen a couple times. You'll get it all. Just You got his number. Just make sure you get his number on your cell phone. I have now. I'm going to write it down in my hand. You should get tattooed, really. Yeah. <laughs> you have to remember it. You just got it there whenever <laughs> you need it. <laughs> well, Adrian, um, thanks so much for being on the show. Sure. Yeah, I mean... Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, you know what? We got a lot of people, uh, tons tons of listeners uh, here in Costa Rica, as well as people that come to Costa Rica. I know moving here, whether indefinitely or for a period of time, is on a lot of people's lists. Definitely a bucket list thing to come live in a beautiful place like Costa Rica. So it's good to have a good lawyer. It's good to get your bases covered. And uh, I think you've answered a lot of questions. Um, Before we go... We have the show us your sunset contest hashtag show us your sunset that's on instagram you got to follow us at get out and surf give us your best sunset or sunrise you could win a witches rock surf camp t-shirt every month we're giving one away and then at the end of this year each monthly winner is in a drawing to win a free trip to witches rock surf camp it's going to be sweet <laughs> you can send us an email get out and surf cr at gmail.com Thanks for listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Witches Rock Surf Camp, located beachfront in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the show. You can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. That would be great. That's it. We'll see you next week, same place, same time, with another episode of Get Out and Surf. Pura vida y nos vemos.